Good evening. If you would, open your Bibles to Galatians chapter 3. We'll be looking at verse 29 tonight. Galatians, chap Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. It's gone. It's at the house. I forgot. <laughs> I can't hear you. I said Bella's phone was ringing. I couldn't hear what you said. Oh. First I'm the one that has the hearing aids, but I think he's the one that needs them. <laughs> Galatians 3.29. I thought you had possum ears. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard it's, that too somewhere. Something must have happened. <laughs> the possum got old. <laughs> Most of them don't make it across the road. <laughs> I think I made it halfway to the road and got flattened. So. Galatians. Most of them are flat critters. <laughs> I don't know when I lost control, but I don't think I ever had it. No. <laughs> Galatians 3.29. It's written, And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs by promise. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day that you have provided. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that you've given us, and I just pray, Lord, that you would be with us tonight as we worship together. Just give us an insight and understanding into your word, and help us just to take what we learned tonight and apply it into our daily walk. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with those that were mentioned on the prayer list, those that are sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones, those that may be traveling, Lord, we just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would be with us, that you would just hide me behind the cross and just the words that are spoken be your words and just bind down Satan and have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now as we look at this, tonight what we're going to be looking at is, is what it really means to be an heir by promise. You know, Paul writes that if we are Christ, then we are Abraham's seed, heirs by promise. Basically, when we belong to Christ, we are, you know, we become a pretty much an heir of the promise of Abraham. We are accounted as being part of Abraham's seed. And tonight we're going to look at that. And to start off with, you know, I want to give y'all just a simple statement. And the statement is, I love and have faith in Jesus Christ. And, you know, that is such a simple statement to say, but by saying that, I could be imprisoned or put to death in many parts of the world. Just by saying that statement. Christians are being crucified they are being beheaded, they are being stoned, they are being shot, they are being burned alive, they are being thrown in prison in many parts of the world today just because they love and have faith in Jesus Christ. Just because they have faith and love in Jesus Christ and they will not renounce that faith. 
They will not renounce that love that they have for him. And, you know, as we think about what's going on in many parts of the world today, you know, we need to thank God that we live in a country where we can still worship freely. We need to thank God that we live in a country where we can go to church, where a pastor can stand up and share the gospel message, yet we are slowly losing those rights in this country. The day is coming when these freedoms will be gone. And that day is fast approaching. It's fast approaching. Yet, when we think about it, should we fret that? Should we wring our hands together at what's coming? Do we see our brothers and sisters in other countries that are facing persecution wringing their hands together? No. You know, they have to flee their homes. They have to flee their towns in some areas. Yet, they don't fret it. They don't wring their hands together. They don't renounce their faith. You know, their churches are burned, but they don't renounce their faith. They're martyred, but they don't renounce their faith. And they don't renounce their faith because they know in their heart that they are heirs to the promise of Abraham. They belong to Jesus Christ. They have their faith in Jesus Christ. And through him, they are Abraham's seed, and heirs to the promise that God made to Abraham. They know where they're going to go when they die. They know where they're going to go when they die. And we see the strength of their faith in their actions. We see their knowledge of eternal life and how they know in death they are going to gain by the way they are living their faith in Jesus Christ. Now, what would we do in this country if we faced the th same things in this country that they are facing now in other parts of the world? What would we do? Would we stand strong in the face of persecution? Or would we break like a twig? You know, truthfully, our faith will decide that. Now what do I mean? The strength of our faith will decide that. If we have strong faith in Jesus Christ, we are going to stand strong in the faith. If we have strong faith in Jesus Christ, when we face real life and death persecution in this country, we will stand strong in the faith. But how do we stand strong in the faith? How do we gain strong faith? You know, I believe that strength in the faith 
comes through obedience to Jesus Christ. It comes through prayer. It comes through reading and studying our Bible. It comes through worship. It comes through sharing our faith. And the more we do these things, the more we obey the commands of Christ, the stronger our faith will become because we're growing in the faith. I mean, think about it. If these things were not important, if obedience was not important, we would never read about obedience in the Bible. If reading the Bible wasn't important, God would not have given us a Bible to read. If worship was not important, we would never be commanded to worship. If evangelism was not important, we would not be told to go out and share our faith. I mean, think about that. If these things were not important, they would not be mentioned in the Word of God. Yet they are mentioned. God wants us to obey him. He wants us to read and study the word of God. He wants us to worship. He wants us to share our faith. He wants us to grow in the faith. He wants us to pray and speak to him. Yet, think about how much we take for granted in this country. Think about how much we take for granted in this country. Think about how much of this we take for granted in this country. I mean, let's look at these real quick. Think about prayer. We pray. We pray. And we tell people we're going to pray for them. We pray over meals. We pray in church. We pray before we go to bed. Some of us pray when they get up in the morning. Paul tells us as we looked at this morning that we're to pray without ceasing. But how many Christians or people that call themselves Christians never pray at all? And that's a right the right of prayer is something that's being taken away in this country right now. Try praying at a football game in some schools. Try praying before a basketball game. Try praying in Jesus' name. You might offend somebody. And who are they going to take the side of? Not your, not your side. They're going to take the side of the person who gets offended. You know, we may face a lawsuit for praying in Jesus' name. Yet in some countries in the world, if you pray in the name of Jesus Christ, you're going to get thrown into prison or killed. Think about that. And that's something we take for granted in this country. Prayer is something we take for granted in this country, yet in some countries it's a trip to martyrdom. 
just for praying. And yet in this country, in many churches, Christians won't even pray. They never pray. What about Bible study? You know, many of us have more than one Bible. And if you think about it, in this country, you can go to Walmart or you can go to CVS or one of these other stores or you can get on Amazon and buy a Bible. And many of us have many Bibles. We have study Bibles. We have daily reading Bibles. Yet how many Christians will crack the cover of their Bible? Or I should say, how many never crack the cover of their Bible? You know, we take the Word of God for granted. Yet I read that in some countries, for 100 people, there's only one Bible. One Bible per 100 people. And what they do is they will do... They will take that Bible and cut it into 100 separate parts so that each one will have a chance to read that part. And when they finish reading it, they'll give it to someone else and they'll take the part that that person was reading. They cut up the Bible just so they'll have a chance to read it. And what happens if they're found with that part? They're going to be put to death. So they hide it and hope that it's not found. Yet in this country, how many Christians never open a Bible? Yet they have 10 or 11 or 12 or 13 in their homes. And they never crack the cover. What would we do if we lived in a country where we had to cut a Bible up just so we would have a part to read? The same is true with worship. You know, in this country, we have churches in every town. Every town, we have freedom to worship. Try going to church in North Korea. Try going to church in China or Cuba. In many communist countries, those are state-run churches. The preacher is only allowed to preach what the government tells him to preach. And they have to use a Bible that is state-sanctioned, where parts of it are cut out. If you want to hear the true word of God preached, you're going to have to join a house church in those countries. Yet, what happens? As you're trying to go to church, if the government knows that you belong to a house church, they're going to follow you. And you might get arrested. Has anybody ever heard of Watchman Nee? He was a pastor in China. And when the communists took over, he was arrested and thrown in prison. He ended up dying in prison. He lived in Shanghai. My sister's ex-husband was from Shanghai. Watchman Nee was pastor of one of the biggest churches in Shanghai when the communists took over. 
my sister's ex-husband had never heard of him because the communists completely wiped him out of existence in that country. In some of these countries, if you're found, you're going to go to prison. And while you're in prison, you're going to be tortured for the name of Christ. And in many Muslim countries, if you're found worshiping Christ, you're going to be sent to prison. You're going to be tortured. You may be crucified. You may be stoned. You may be beheaded. You may be shot. You may be burned alive. Persecution is happening across the world. But what happens when it starts here? How will Christians respond? Well, we pretty much know how Christians are going to respond because in this country, think about how many Christians or people that say they're Christians won't even show up for worship next Sunday in many churches in this country. In this country, how many Christians skip church today? How many take worship and the freedom to worship for granted? Christians should not have to be invited to go to their own church. We shouldn't have to invite Christians to come to church. That's a right that they should not take for granted. They need to go worship. But how many take worship for granted? You know, it just makes me just, you know, say, you know, God forgive us for our lack of faith because that's what we see in this country. That's what we see in many churches, the way Christians act. They won't pray, they won't study their Bible, and they won't attend worship. That shows a lack of faith on their part. Yet there is a time coming in this country when the doors of the churches are going to be closed and Christians are going to be persecuted for their faith. And we already see it coming because all we have to do is look at Canada where churches were chained shut. And now in Canada, churches are being burned to the ground in Canada. And we don't think it's going to happen here. It's happening right across the border in Canada. In the world today, churches are being burned. And it's already happening in Canada. Christians are being martyred all across the world. And it's going to happen in this country. And it's going to take place because our government will sanction it. And we have to invite Christians to come to church. We should never take our freedoms for granted because we may not have them in the future. The same is true with sharing the gospel. 
a freedom we take for granted is a death sentence somewhere else. But what does all this have to do with our key verse? Look back at our key verse today. And if ye be Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed and heirs by promise. When we belong to Jesus Christ, we are Abraham's seed and we are heirs to the promises that God gave to Abraham. But let's dig a little deeper into that. How did we become heirs? Because we were bought with a price. We were bought with a price, and that price being the Son of God. He died for us. He went to the cross for us. He was nailed to a cross. He was beaten. He was spit upon. He was mocked. He was scorned. And he did that for us. He did that for us. And yet, we take everything that he did for granted. Being his heirs being bought with a price. You know, he died for us and he rose from the dead for us and through his shed blood we can have forgiveness of sins. Through faith in him we can have eternal life. We are heirs through him and because of what he did we should never take anything that he has done for us for granted. We belong to him. We should act like we belong to him. We say that we have faith in him. We should act like we have faith in him and we should show our faith. We should never take what we have, the freedoms we have, the God-given rights we have for granted. You know, we're to pray, we're to study our Bibles, we're to worship. We're to share our faith. Right now we can do these things freely, but there's going to come a time where we're going to have to do these things in secret. What will happen when we face persecution? Are we going to act like an heir to the promise? Are we going to act like we belong to Jesus Christ? Are we going to face persecution with faith? The faith that says no matter what happens, it doesn't matter because I belong to Jesus Christ. Or are we going to renounce him? Being an heir to the promise means that we're not going to renounce him.
we're Christ. And through him we are Abraham's seed and heirs to the promise. We need to act like it. That means we are to pray. We're to read our Bible. We're to worship. We're to share our gospel with everyone else. We're not to take it for granted. Again, there should never be a time where we need to invite a Christian to worship. We shouldn't have to tell someone that they need to study their Bible. We should not have to tell someone who says they're a Christian that they need to pray. These are things that should come naturally to someone who was purchased by Jesus Christ because they should want to do it. Yet how many times do we have to tell people that they need to pray? How many times do we have to tell people that they need to read and study their Bibles? How many times do we have to tell people you need to come to church and worship? That's ridiculous. We should not have to do that. Christians should know they are to do those things because they are bought by Jesus Christ. They belong to him And if they belong to him and have faith in him, then they are Abraham's seed and heirs to the promises of God. And they need to act like it. Because there's going to come a time where belonging to Jesus Christ will cost you your life. How strong is your faith? Is it strong enough to face persecution? Right now in this country, many people who claim to be a Christian, the way they act, it shows their faith is not strong. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, I just thank you for your word. I just pray, Lord, that we would just take what we learned tonight and help us to apply it into our daily walk. And again, Lord, we just thank you and praise you for all the many blessings that you've given us. Again, Lord, as we go into this time of invitation, I just pray, Lord, if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Kevin? Number 280, Jesus, keep me near the